What radio? The music you want. With your host, he's Dan. It's very important you don't stink today. Hey, I make no guarantees. RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Let me say that one more time. DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you could have me, yes, me, at your next event. I like to party with the people. Let me entertain you. You know, I like to do the weddings. Oh, we got to break out and do some weddings and some parties and some corporate events. The people need to be entertained. And please allow me the honor of entertaining you. Yeah. All right. Speaking of entertaining you today on the program. I have the boys from Union Road Music. Yeah, they're a band. They can entertain you. And that's all I'm going to say about them right about now. So in the next few minutes, you're going to have that in your ears. This week's shows. Yes, this is the portion of the program where I put this week's shows, the public shows, and the private shows that I have out there. Due to the novel COVID-19 coronavirus, I have no public shows. I have no private shows. I have podcasts. I get to talk to people and learn from folks. Yeah. That's what I get to do, and I get to uh, you get to hear my voice in your ears, along with the voices of others. Yeah, it's promoting people. It's people helping people. That's what I like doing, although I did get good news. The Rab in Conway, Arkansas, my usual Friday night gig, is opening back up. They've been, they've been open for about a week and a half or two, um, just, you know, just about a third of capacity, and everybody's got gloves and, and you know, masks on and if they're handling the food, the drinks and such. So, uh, yeah, you know, slowly getting back to normal. I realize that there's a a virus out there that has been killing folks, but people are starting to realize, you know, we still, we got to get the economy back going, you know, and, and, uh, people need to work. People need to, to go out and and have some fun because, uh, sitting home in their houses, it's just, uh, it's detrimental on people's psyche (laughs) for some, uh, for the most part or, for some, for some people, it's just detrimental to their mental. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that that we're slowly figuring out. All right, as long as we we show some vigilance and you know, adhere to some guidelines that the the scientists have put forth. You know, I'm I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear gloves. But I will stay away from folks. Uh, you know, I, I don't generally shake hands anyway because I meet too many people every week, hundreds of people at these different parties that I go to. You know, so fist bumping finger gunning and uh you know i used to like hugging but you know i guess that that's out the window right now it, it's good advice man the, the germaphobes probably had it right look they they they're just fine <laughs> they've been doing this their whole lives <laughs> but um you know maybe they have it right about this time of the, about this time during this pandemic all right that's enough of me rambling let's get into it with the boys from union road music now from what i understand i got part of the band so uh we're going to find out what part of the band I have? Union Road Music. Let's call them right now. Calling Union Road Music now. Hi, Union Road Music, please. Yeah, this is me. Here, let me uh, merge the rest of the guys in here. Well, all right. Hey, how you doing again, Dan? This is uh, you, you with the band here. Union Road Music. Is that who I have the pleasure of speaking to? Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, Keys, Dan. Keys Dan with the What Makes You Famous podcast. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, do a sound off. And I have to apologize in advance. I'm pretty sure I had the number way off. So there was a, a gentleman named Hamilton David out there that's probably going to be screaming at me because I left him a few messages, and very kind messages, very nice messages. So I'm publicly apologizing to Hamilton David right now. <laughs> Let's get, give us give a sound well, off well, well, of who you, you are. Uh, did you give me a shout out for the band when you called and left the message as well? Or? I did. I did. So maybe you've got oh, one cool. more subscriber to your YouTube and your various <laughs> social medias. <laughs> That's what we're here for. 
All right, All man. Right. So how many guys do I have on me at this time? And did I say that right? I'm not sure. Well, I mean, you know, um, we <laughs> we got you got three guys from Union Road of the band. Uh, we're, we're a band of five guys, and uh, on uh, on the phone with you right now is uh, I'm Nick, and uh, you got Jared and Tyson. So uh, Jared plays drums, and Tyson plays bass, and uh, I play guitar and sing. All right. If I look on the Facebook page, I see the order of the band, and it looks like I have the, the top three. So three out of five ain't bad. Uh, if I look, it's Nick Rhodes, it's Jared Noland, and Tyson Klassen. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. That was correct. Finally. Yay! I put the right emphasis on the right syllable. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I kid, I kid. So Union Road Music, man. We're here to talk about music. I suspect by the end of this podcast, I'm going to know everything there is to know about how to make a band and how to become a band. And Let's start with uh, Union Road Music, man. That is a great name for a band. How, how surprising that that you found some some people that decided uh, this would be a great name as well. How did Union Road Music, the name, come come about? Well, I mean, um, we we used to be called the Dusty Roads Band. Okay. And, um, the problem with that is uh, it was spelled the exact same way as my name, and nobody else can spell that unless they know it. And so we, we were having a lot of you know difficulty with people be able to get to our social media site and stuff like that. So we needed kind of a, a name that really described more of the character of the people mm-hmm. in the band and described, uh, you know, and it was a straightforward, I guess, if you will. So we, we picked Union Rose kind of like a way to say, like, we're all kind of from different uh, walks of life and we were able to come together uh, to make this band. Pretty smart. If you saw that that movie, The the Wonders, uh, starring, uh, was it uh, uh, Tom Hanks uh, was, was, I guess, the, the, the biggest star there. And he had, they had a band called the wonders and they wanted to spell it O N E D E R S the wonders. And it looked like the O-Neaters. That's right. That's in fact, one of the bandmates played by, Oh, I can't remember his name, but I know he's a great actor. Anyway, he he said, Hey, it don't, it looks like the O-Neaters. So it's good that you changed the band, the band name to something simplified. You know, I've come from the Florida keys and keys. Dan has been following me for, a long, long time. So, you know, no matter where I go, it's, it's always Keys Dan. But still, the word Keys, K E E Z, K E Z, K. How do you Keys? What do you Keys? No, I should have been a whole lot more simpler. I should have stayed with Dancing Danny G. But that's that's me. That's on me. This is about you, Nick Rhodes. Vocals, guitar. I'm guessing the front man, because that's usually the guy who's carrying the guitar and doing some vocals. Uh, you know, it, it, so primarily, is this your brainchild? Not really. Um, me, Jared, uh, kind of were the people who kind of got going in the beginning. And, uh, you know, Jared, uh, we had played back, uh, what was it back in, I don't know, the early 2000s. We had played together in different bands and also Tyson, too, um, was mixed in there. And he played with a band uh, Jared was in. And uh, so we all kind of knew each other, took a long break, and people went off and did different things and whatnot. And then uh, we happened to meet couple years ago and decided to kind of start this project and, and start this idea, um, you know, a, a band that we can kind of fuse some of our background in with country. Yeah. So I mean, I, where, I, I'm, where it started. I'm feeling a lot of country, but traditionally your look is not very country, man. It, it's, uh, it's more of a, you know, a, a grungy type look, maybe, uh, make, got a little punk in there, uh, some metal, you know, you guys look metal, but you're, you're so country. And I love the the fusion of all those different flavors. Uh, let's go with um, Tyson Klassen, since we haven't heard a lot from you. Your bass, guitar, vocals, and uh, do you make bass face when you play the bass? Uh, sometimes <laughs> it, it depends on the uh, situation I'm in, but sometimes it calls for bass face. Yeah, the bassist is like uh, traditionally the funny man, the the guy who's adding that kind of flavor uh sitting you know off to the side you know on one side of the stage but adding that flavor and putting that that beat down that 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 rhythm down the oh man well all right let's start start with you tyson classen where are you from uh how did you grow up uh, you know i mean i mean how did, <laughs> tell me a little bit about your family life and and when did you start a love for music oh uh, well let's see uh i grew up in salem oregon uh, you know, born in 1982. Uh, started playing music in school in fourth grade. I played saxophone and clarinet, and then 
got way into skateboarding, kind of quit that for a while. Then when I was 15, I heard the band Primus, and I fell in love with the bass guitar. And kind of from then on, it was I met Jason Nolan when I was about 19, and uh, he invited me to join his band, and uh, we just kind of kept going from there. And he taught me a lot of things that I know now, and uh, I've just been playing ever since. I went to music school in Seattle for a bit, and uh, then moved back uh, to the, or I live in Hood River, Oregon now. And just been, you know, keeping up with the music scene, trying to keep things going. Tyson Class and Primus is uh, is responsible for warping the the minds of many many children over the years. Uh, so yeah, that's oh, not yeah. such a bad not such a bad group to to start off with and get some influence from. Uh, were mom and dad yeah. uh, musical at all? Do you have any brothers and sisters that that have been musical? Yeah, my uh, my dad played drums at church, and uh, he kind of got me. I started out as a drummer also, and then. Um, quickly went to bass once I heard that. So the rhythm section is kind of where I lie. Dig it. Dig it. All right. Jared Nolan on the backbeat. Speaking of uh, a guy that's going to be fighting you to play the drums, uh, you know, uh, do you <laughs> do you ever switch off and, and say, uh, Tyson, you take the drums and, and I'm going to go, uh, I don't know, go play something else over here. Maybe tambourine or I, I don't know. Do you switch off or, or is it all backbeat for you, Jared Nolan? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, when we're when we're messing around, we play musical chairs a lot. But because uh, everybody's a multi instrumentalist, which is, makes a lot of fun. But on stage, not so much. You know, we kind of stick to our lane. <laughs> Anybody's listened to this podcast, man? I've been trying to convince band members that play several instruments to switch around on stage. I mean, because that that would be such a hoot for me sitting out in the audience and here, you know, the the drummer takes uh, takes a hold of the the lead guitar and then the lead guitar. It grabs the bass and then the bass hits over to the drums, you know, and it's just, man, that, that would be such a hoot for me that, to see that well, happen. That's, that's how rehearsals go. So I don't know, maybe we'll work something up for you. Oh, for me. Yeah, just for me. That's right. We'll call that, the, you, we'll call that the radio what tour. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my online radio station there. A little self-promotion. Bam. I put it out there. But we're talking to you, Union Road, the Union Road music men. Three out of five ain't bad. I mean, I always told the teacher that. I told my mom that when I brought my report card home. Three out of five of the band members. Hey, that ain't bad. All right. <laughs> you got you got it right. Uh, all right. So I'm, I'm still in the top three. Nick Rhodes, man. Where did you start uh, playing music and who who inspired you to be the, the singer that you are? Uh, well, nobody else wanted to do it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, I guess, you know, I'm from the Midwest or uh, I'm originally uh, born in North Carolina and my family's from uh, Louisville. And, um, you know, I actually had lived in uh, the Florida Keys myself. My dad was in the military and I spent, uh, I think it was you know, a few years down in Key West, Florida and uh, down there. And also was back in uh, Florida for the military when I joined the military. So, yeah, I had some connections a little bit to Florida as well. But, um, so, yeah, I kind of got into music when I was little and, um, I don't know, uh, six, seven years old. My grandpa, um, he had played guitar and stuff like that. You know, I had, and my dad played guitar. So I kind of just wanted to do it. And I guess I've just been doing that since, but this, uh, this is the first country band that I've been in. Huh. What did you, who, who, who had you played with before? I had played with some other kind of rock type projects and stuff. Um, you know, kind of stuff like that, or I've done some other just kind of musical projects. All, um, all around the around country or, area, or, or solely in Oregon? Um, mostly in Oregon. Gotcha. Uh, all right. So, man, yeah, a yeah. lot of you have traveled around the country. How did you end up in Oregon? I think we'll probably go there a little bit later. Let's let's stay let's stay with it. Now, you were in Key West. That's actually the southernmost uh, portion of the United States, and you were on the naval base in Key West, which is the real southernmost point. All the tourists that go to that little buoy that's sitting there at, at what they call the southernmost point is not really the it's southernmost point. Miles it's the Navy uh, base that has really, it's a little further south, right? Do you remember how far, how much further? How old were you back then? I was pretty young. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of remember a lot of the stuff. I remember that uh, point down there in Key West, the, the 90 miles to Cuba, um, little point there. And I remember like Mallory Square and stuff like that. We, yeah, we lived over on the base and base house and whatnot. But yeah, I, I remember some of it. How old I were you? To, um, I was, you know, I guess I would have been between eight and uh, twelve or something. But um, when I was there or something. All right. Well, I mean, we chewed a lot of the same dirt. You mentioned Mallory Square. A lot of musicians, a lot of artists, a lot of creators go to Mallory Square, and every single night there is a sunset celebration. Every single night, 
In fact, and there's a, I'm going to go with another movie, My Life in the Movies, mm-hmm. Running Scared with uh, Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. Mm-hmm. The, they went to Key West and they got, they somehow got on Mallory Square and people mm-hmm. were looking out at the water towards the sun. And somebody, and one of the, the characters said, I think it was Billy Crystal said, what are you doing? Oh, we're looking at the sunset. Why? Because the sun's setting. Oh, I mean, it's a certain way of life down there in the Keys, man. But you went all the way from that part of the country, all the way catty corner to the complete opposite part. I'm guessing you followed dad there. Uh, you know, I guess your your father took you, I guess, she, uh, up to Oregon. Was it straight to Oregon or, or from the Keys or what? So he retired out of Washington and uh, Fort Lewis. And uh, yeah, so I went to high school and all that stuff up in uh, Tacoma area. And I guess maybe that's kind of where the uh, little bit of the grunge background kind of came in. <laughs> So but, who were your uh, first yeah. influences, Nick? Oh, actually, you know, a lot of my stuff lies in the 70s, starting with in the 60s. Um, Led Zeppelin, uh, kind of uh, the Allman Brothers, bands like that, um, were the kind of the first bands. Chicago, I was kind of introduced to, and Willie Nelson, all those types of guys. Well, now, Tyson was born in 82. Uh, were you even around in the 70s, Nick Rhodes? No, I was not. Okay. All <laughs> right. But you had a good musical education from the... From the parents, yeah, that, that's, a, that's, right. a, that's fine. That is wonderful. You know, I'm born in 69. I've been through the classic rock thing. And now classic rock is the stuff I grew up with in high school. Yeah, I'm getting older. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure if I like it or not, but I'm feeling good. And I'm glad to be talking to people that I'm learning from right now. I'm learning from Union Road Music. Those guys, three out of five of those guys, Nick Rhodes, Jared Nolan, and Tyson Klassen. All right. I haven't heard. A lot from Jared Nolan. Uh, let's uh, let's explore you a little bit, man. Uh, uh, tell me, do you like butter? No, I'm kidding, man. Just uh, <laughs> no, it, it's it's a little difficult, you know, to to do three people at a time. But I definitely like this aspect, getting to know a little bit about Union Road music. And I hope that one day I can take each one of the members and kind of go in depth onto how you became who you are. Forming together in a band. How many of you were in bands beforehand? Nick Rhodes, you were in a band before. You were in some rock bands, right? Yeah, I was in a couple different bands. And Jared Nolan, you were in other bands as well. Uh, yeah, this is pretty much all I've ever done my whole life. So your whole That's, life, yeah, I've been a lot of no backup jobs. No, no backup <laughs> jobs. Mom and Dad said yeah. said, "All right, I'm, music is okay. Go do it." I'm second generation, man. I grew up on the road, touring with my parents. Wow. Okay. Tell me about the parents, man. Brag on them. How, 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 <laughs> how did they inspire you musically? Oh, man. Um, well, you know, obviously we you know, grew up in a very musical uh, home life and uh, had a couple of young brothers that are, um, that are musicians as well. And my dad's a uh, record producer and spent years touring as a, as a you know, live musician and um, ended up being a uh, worship pastor for many years and we just we've kind of always been in it. So was your real first name Osmond? <laughs> it's, it's been said before, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, it's it's sounding like uh, you know, mom and dad uh, had a, had some musical interest and and decided to have a family and and instilled that same musical interest into your uh, your brothers and sisters. Are they still in the music biz at all, or, or are they doing Joe jobs? Uh, what one of my brothers is? He, well, he's actually he's active duty Coast Guard, but he does um, he does classical composition on the side, and uh, you know works on like scoring scoring uh, shows and movies and stuff as uh, as he can as he has time for. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I guess now, uh, okay. I, I guess we can we can go there uh, as as we are right now in this novel COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. How is that changing you? I mean, w- were you touring before as Union Road Music? What what had you been doing uh, previous to all this? Yeah, we were really fairly active. Um, yeah, this was definitely, uh, definitely put the brakes on a lot of stuff that was going yeah. on <laughs> for everybody. But uh, yeah, no, we, uh, we're, we've been playing mostly uh, West Coast regional type stuff for, uh, at the moment and uh, building a lot of our online puzzles. Now, how long ago did, did you all come together? I know you, you kind of knew each other from other bands, maybe uh, running into each other at different uh, places, and then you all came together as Union Road, uh, the, the band. Uh, when did you officially come together? About uh, just a little over a year ago. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I'm looking at your YouTube, and I, I did find 
where you had played some some music and you have a few well at least two songs that i heard the awake song and then i heard the mm-hmm. another whiskey anthem song is that one of your songs as well yeah that was with the uh the previous lineup nick and i were uh part of that and uh well actually i guess yeah. um but uh yeah that was that was under the dusty road band dusty um, roads and- okay i yeah and, and it makes sense that you would have changed that because he, he was a very famous wrestler man uh, I like Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. I remember in oh, my yeah. childhood, in the late 70s, he broke his arm, and it seemed like he was in a cast for like six years and just bouncing that cast off of people's head for about six years <laughs> when I was watching <laughs> wrestling as a kid. And so, so, yeah, Dusty Rhodes, very notorious, man, it, and, and a, quite a showman. So it's it, right. it, not, not a bad thing to be named after him, but that name's already been taken. It's already legendary. Union Road. Yeah. That's the way to go. That's what we're pushing now. That's what we're branding. And that's uh, what you're going by. That's the moniker. So as. Absolutely. So who. So one of you wrote another whiskey. Yeah. I, I, I ended up writing that uh, kind of one. You know. <laughs> chairs laughing. I wrote that song when I was uh, in Hawaii on my uh, honeymoon. Um, kind of. At a, we were at an aquarium and I didn't really want to be there. So I wrote a, uh, <laughs> I wrote a song in my head, you know, I'm like, I guess it have, I guess whiskey was on my mind. I don't know why, but it, it was. And, uh, yeah, so I, I wrote a song and I just was making it kind of a, a joke. Like, Oh no, another whiskey anthem. <laughs> and then I brought it back to these guys and they, uh, they're like, yeah, that's really good. I'm like, really? Wow. <laughs> well, all right, man. And I, still, I, just, I still don't know. People want to hear it. So hey, I'm like, oh, okay. congratulations on your marriage congratulations on your honeymoon most people want to spend their whole life in in hawaii when they get there at least that's what i've heard i haven't been outside these lower 48 uh, in my whole life and uh, but uh, i'm kind of excited to to get to hawaii but uh, you got to the aquarium i guess you got dragged there by the honey and we do things for our women, don't we? Well, we both didn't want to be there. So we, we're, we're, we're pretty How much did you end up there? We were, well, because we uh, we paid and we thought it'd be really cool. And then we were seeing stuff that we were already seeing on the beach. And, and I was like, man, they just literally roped off the beach and charged people to go there. <laughs> all right. It's all a scam. I heard the luau's and the and the, uh, the poi and the, the, the pig roasts. Uh, you know, it's all cash, cash, cash. I, I get it. There, There is a high tourism out there, but hey, it is Hawaii. And I have some friends that have moved from here, from Arkansas, which is where I reside right now, from uh, central Arkansas. And they've moved out to Hawaii and they'll never be back, man. <laughs> they'll never be back. I love it. But uh, Tyson's yeah. from Hawaii. Go Ty- Tyson. What? Tyson, tell all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with surfing, and so I, I convinced my wife to move out to Maui, and so we lived out there for a couple of years, and then, uh, yeah, now we're back, you know, things change. I loved it out there. I could spend the rest of my life there, but, you know, it is what it is. But, 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 you know. but, but you convinced her to go out there. I'm sure that didn't take much convincing, but, but why <laughs> did you come back, she man? She wanted to go out there, too, but, uh, you know, she missed her family, and I couldn't keep her away from her family, so. I get it. I get it. No, the, the real story is we offered him a gig. Ah, <laughs> part of it. Yeah, I started talking to Jared, and he was like, "Well, we got this band going on." And I'm like, "Well, maybe, maybe I can go back." <laughs> so, any did anybody do any gigging in, in Hawaii? I mean, what's uh, gigging all over the country? Let's put it that way. Uh, has anybody been uh, around the different uh, the different places that you were living? Uh, were you doing gigs in other places, and how does that compare? to the Pacific Northwest? Uh, Maui, I mean, Hawaii has its, like, there's definitely this, it's, they're small islands, so, like, all those guys kind of lock down those gigs. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of big, big gigs going on, so I moved back to Seattle where there's a lot more potential for music, and then I, Jared convinced me to basically move down to Oregon. <laughs> so you didn't, and, you didn't bring your guitar, and, and they didn't say, Howley, man, Howley, go home. <laughs> I did bring it, and I had few musicians but it just uh you know it's hard to get in the gig scene there because those guys have to lock down well today it's funny that we're talking about hawaii uh today happens to be the uh, the celebration of the 61st birthday of israel kamokalokaloli uh i can't pronounce his last name because it's almost unpronounceable he's the the guy that sang somewhere over the rainbow and in that ukulele version and he would have been 61 years old 
Unfortunately, he did pass away quite a few years ago. But right now, somewhere in Hawaii, they are celebrating Israel's birthday. How about that? Nice. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a national treasure there. I suspect. You know, I've been told that he's he's there Bob Marley or he's there Elvis Presley. You know, he's, he's the guy that has uh, made music that is inspired. And that's the, the power that you have as a musician is to create something. Who's writing the music? Who's, who's putting down the beats? And, and I mean, what's the process of, uh, okay, all right. Uh, standard interview question in three, two, one. What's the process <laughs> of making the music that you do, Union Road Music? <laughs> oh, man. You want to take that, Nick? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, um, well, you know, we, I mean, we kind of all write. And, um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I'll pitch an idea in and uh, we kind of all decide if it has potential. And um, just kind of an idea being like, you know, uh, some different basic chords with some lyrics and an idea for a song. And then from there, it moves to, um, you know, it doesn't have potential. Can this grow to something that can be, you know, something that people enjoy and dance to? And, you know, if we decide that is the case and um from there you know any member can submit it obviously and, and um if, if it makes it to the uh next part then we kind of get together and we jam it out and we'll demo it and then um you know we we demo it and we think it sounds good and stuff and we decide hey you know this is let's make this a single or let's make this something that's going to go on this upcoming record from there then we kind of um we, we start developing the song producing it. um we might work with several different people uh we work with people in nashville and also Jarrett here, um, our drummer band, um, is a producer and, and runs a recording studio as well. So, who was the one that had the first affinity? I mean, the first, uh, uh, the the first idea that they could write music. And who was writing songs at the earliest age? And and were you all writing songs for that matter? First, say say your name because the the voices are starting to blend together in my in my uh, mostly deaf after twenty ooh after thirty years of wearing headphones. Uh, who's who's been writing the music the, the longest? Yeah, I, well, I would say Nick probably. This is Jared, by the way. Uh, Nick yeah. is probably the I would call him the main writer. You know, he's generally bringing us the uh, kind of the building blocks, at least of of the songs, and then uh, we all get to kind of tear into it and and uh, you know, as a group, kind of make it our own and, and finish it and uh, polish up whatever needs to be polished. And uh, at the end, hopefully, we got something that everybody likes. Well, it's cool to have a, a producer in the in the band. I mean, sometimes that causes a few problems. It's nice to to go to some place that that has a, an impartial producer. But you got all the recording stuff. Might as well use your your studio. Uh, but you know, I remember. Okay, I remember my uncle was in a band. He was the drummer, and he had a guitarist that was the producer, the the, the one that was making all the all, you know mixing all the music together. So when the song came out. Guess what you heard the most? The guitar. <laughs> wow, that guitar is loud. Where's the backbeat? Yeah. Where's the bass? Where's all, you know, so to have somebody impartial is a good thing. But, I mean, it sounds like you got it down. Uh, what what made you get into doing the production? Were you one of these kids that was using Fruity Loops or, or any of those kind of things? You know, the, the funny thing is I actually, um, you know, I grew up under my dad producing. And I was always kind of on the other side of the glass. You know, I played on a lot of records growing up and, uh, you know, just being a, a session player. And I absolutely had zero interest in, uh, in being an engineer and, or, or producer. And then, uh, some, some friends of ours were making a record and they wanted to use some gear that I had, some amps and drums and stuff just to make their stuff sound a little better. And, uh, so I took them the gear and ended up staying on and accidentally producing the record and, uh, got hooked. And uh, you know, I was probably 23, I think, at the time. So I, I kind of got into it a little late. Yeah, it's one thing to produce your own stuff. I mean, that's got to be a hoot. But to help somebody, okay, say you're deli- you know, you you're having your own baby, but you're helping other people deliver their babies. Man, you're the doctor. Exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's got to feel good. What's the name of your that's production studio? Uh, Burley Studios. Bur- okay, Burley Studios. I'm seeing it right here. And it's a fa- you have a Facebook page at least, uh, Burley Studios. Yeah, so, probably need to update it. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> yeah, but do you have other bands that you're producing out of there? Oh yeah, on a regular yeah, no, basis. I've, I've, made, I've made probably uh, I don't know. I'm probably coming up on 300 records I've made. That's fantastic. Now, as a Union Road mu- mu- Union Road Music, you've been playing at least a year now, and so what was the? I mean, how long did it take to put your sound together? 
and and I, I'm loving at least the two songs that I've heard. Uh, I'm you know fantastic. Just right. got some country, and but you look at the you know I'm I'm a music video guy. You know I, I'm I'm an '80s guy. MTV is definitely my generation. So you put the music video together. Who I mean, let's take it there. Who put that music video together? Uh, the one for uh, Awake and the one for well, the one for Another Whiskey that was kind of a, a little more loose, right? Yeah, we actually had the same uh, same videographer do both videos. Uh, we just definitely had uh, you know kind of different resources available to us at, at each stage. So we did the uh, we did the whiskey anthem video with him, and uh, then when it got time to, to uh, shoot awake, we decided that uh, let's map this one out a little bit more and take a little more time on it. And uh, you know, pretty happy with how it turned out. Well, that club looks pretty cool. It looks <laughs> funny enough. I do. Uh, a place called the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. It used to be the C- Conway Supper Club, but they painted it just like that, all dark. It used to be um, used to be kind of like one of those clubs in in the Florida Keys where they had a uh, you know paraphernalia up on the walls, you know cars and and different signs and such like that. Well, they took all those signs down and they painted it all kind of a charcoal gray black, kind of like what's in your video. Well, what's the venue that you're playing at? Uh, that was a uh, place called the Roxy, which is, I believe, defunct now. Um, oh. They're uh, yeah, just downtown Salem, Oregon. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Shotsky's. That's right. Okay. Yeah, Rocky. I was kind of hoping to give, give shout outs, give credit where credit is due, because I, I, I definitely like, you know, you're a band. It's already five members that are coming together trying to create some, some magic out of nothing, you know, out of thin air. <laughs> and, but I always like to give credit to the, the venues that have hired you out and, and put you to work. And, and, you know, cause you know, these people got off their butts. They, they got it, you know, uh, they, they paid to get into this club and, and here you are, man, you're entertaining the people. That's gotta be magic for you, man. But, uh, so what was the first gig that you played and what was the response on that said gig? And how long did it take for you guys to, to feel you were good enough to, to start playing as union road? Oh boy. Let's take that one too, Nick. <laughs> well, I mean, our first gig, funny enough, was uh, a really cool place that we were lucky enough to even have somebody believe that we could actually play. When we first came out, you know, we're just you create a band, you got to get a, something going around the name where people think, you know, why why should I hire you kind of thing. You know, and uh, so our first place we got into was this place called the Ponderosa at the nightclub in Portland. And, um, you know, it's a great, it was a great venue and a great opportunity, and we appreciate their generosity and allowing us to, you know, give us a chance to like, get it out of the gate there. But that gig had, you know, led to many others right after that, and um, we really started seeing just kind of a, you know, the core group of guys there, as, it, as it, especially as it developed into me, Jared, Tyson, Derek, and Caleb. We developed into this sound over the time, and it's really kind of. <clears throat> You know, giving us more, it's been driving us to want to do this more, to, to believe in it, and also to, uh, I guess, just define that sound. And, and, and you'll hear some upcoming songs we have, we have coming out that these singles like a waste of time coming out on the 29th of this month. Um, it's, uh, it's going to be a song that's going to show a lot of our kind of bluesy rock side and, and, um, a lot of our, you know, southern rock, if you will, and then some of our kind of even Motown. Um, influences that are coming through on it. So, I mean, I think, I guess that's kind of how it started and what it evolved into was really just figuring out who we were and then allowing what we were to kind of blend into each other and become the sound. Well, I feel like I'm on the ground floor of this brand new project. It's, you know, it's been around for a year and you've had some, some, well, what's the response? Some success? Are, are people listening to the music? Are they buying the merch at the table? Uh, you know, because I tell people, when they're when you're going to see a, a, a band, particularly a brand new band or a local band, you know, with the best way to to uh, really uh, support them is to go to the merch table and say hello, man. You know, if you can buy a shirt, that's great. If you can buy a, a button or a bumper sticker, what have you, a CD, that's great. But mostly it's, you know, say hello to the to the band afterward. Tell them what you thought. Be kind, <laughs> but uh, what's the yeah, response? Exactly. Yeah, well, the response. I guess it, it, does anybody else want to do that? Yeah, no. I, I honestly, we we're just uh, man. Every every night we get up on stage, we're actually pretty blown away by the support we're getting from our uh, fan base. You know, a lot of us come from kind of a rock or metal background, and you know that stuff. That stuff is just so much fun to play. But you know, 
kind of hard to build a fan base a lot of times. And so this, uh, you know, whatever we're doing right now seems to be resonating with people. We're having a blast doing it. They're having fun. So it's just, it's turning into a great win-win for everybody. Well, that has to feel good. Well, I know at least one of you is a family man, got a, got a wife at home and, and, you know, it takes a lot to, to be, uh, uh, to put up with having a musician because most of the time you're leaving. You, you, what was it BB King said in one of the songs? Uh, you go to work at nine, uh, wait, life, life of a musician. You go to work at 9 p.m., you get home around the sun, sun's rising, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, to, to have. But now, but now there's life of a musician in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole other story. Well, We'll get We're to that. We're always home now. Yeah, we'll, Sorry. we'll get to that. And I, I know, <laughs> uh, yeah, here I am sitting in, in my uh, in my little studio at my house. And, uh, you know, just this is me giving my family a break, <laughs> you know, while I talk to you guys, at, 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 you know, the, the, the band of Union Road music. But, uh, yeah, this is the way that I give them a break because I'm home a little bit too much now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think one of my one of my gigs is starting back up. Not not uh, not this Friday, but next Friday. So I'm kind of stoked about that. I get to DJ back on the weekends again. Hooray! Starting to open back up. Not not that the coronavirus is gone. I know it's still out there. I know we still don't have a cure. If you're feeling sick, stay home. You know. But for the rest <laughs> of us, hey, let's go out and uh, kind of bust out of this a little bit. Try to break out. But anyway, <laughs> I digress into the coronavirus tunnel. We <laughs> that's what that's one's on on a lot of our minds. But I mean, how many of you are family men or married married folks? Uh, I am. I have a wife and four children. Yeah, fantastic! Be fruitful and multiply. I heard that verse somewhere. Yeah, uh, that was us. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> no, that's we're, good. We're actually all married. We're oh. all married except for. Uh, Actually, one guy's about to get married, um, but there, there's only going to be one guy after, uh, uh, I guess, there'll be four out of the five will all be married except for one after he, this, or one of our guitar players gets married this summer. But he's taking the vows. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So all of us are going to be kind of uh, off the market. Well, I mean, you know, it's nice. It's nice to have somebody at home. You know, whenever I, whenever I get home from a gig, and I'm probably projecting, I want to get your thoughts on this. When, when I get home, and, I, and all I'm doing is DJing. Uh, you know, I have three guitars sitting in my closet. I could play three chords. You know, I have a, a giant <laughs> piano. One for each. Th- yeah, thank. Yeah, thank. Yeah, three chords each, right? Uh, one for each. No, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> two finger Ted, right? No, but uh, you know, and then my, I have a big piano. Thankfully, I have a very talented fourteen year old daughter, and she she's very good at playing piano, and and she's uh you know busting out the ukulele. She I have to live vicariously through you, but then I you know when I watch musicians such as yourself. I go, wow, that's fantastic. And I know that there was a question in, in my head somewhere, but I'm running off the train of thought because I'm excited to talk to you guys, actual real live musicians. Oh, whenever I get home from a gig, you know, and I think, wow, that was a great show. All those people mm-hmm. were loving me. And then I come home and and uh, mm-hmm. and I get, uh, honey, take out the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Reality check. <laughs> grounded. Yep. That's what they do. They keep you grounded. Oh, what are your thoughts on that, Mr. T- now let's go with uh, Tyson. I haven't heard a lot from you. What do you What are your thoughts on that? When you come home from a gig, or how, how's your wife treating? Oh, she's. I mean, she's always been like my number one fan. Whatever project I'm doing, working on, she's always there to support me. You know, front row, <laughs> loving it. But you know, she definitely lays down the law when I get home. You know, make sure I uh, <laughs> keep in line. You know, so I don't drift off. But so I, it's definitely the better half. <laughs> the generosity of women never ceases to amaze me, man. <laughs> yep. So, all right. So, uh, Jared, you know, I mean, yes, it's nice to have people that that support you, and um, I'm guessing they have to be very, uh, you know, do are you doing tours outside of of the mm-hmm. Oregon area, or are you staying mm-hmm. staying close to home? You know, uh, right this well, obviously, right the second last year, in, but. Yeah, but last year, yeah, we we were actually we had been setting up a bunch of tour stuff, and then had to had to of course cancel it when all this uh, other stuff happened with lockdown. So, um, but I mean, you know, I've spent I spent years touring on and off and doing all that, so my family's kind of used to it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's hard on a body. It definitely is. I mean, being yeah, home, works. one thing is you know, because I, I go all over the the state doing weddings and stuff like that. I I sometimes I get out of state a little bit, but mm-hmm. but just to drive. 
uh, you know, uh, a couple of hours to do a wedding for six hours and then pack all that stuff up and come home. It's hard on a body. It's nice to be home a little bit. I mean, I, I, I mean, do you, is it, uh, what do you think? What, what do you guys think? Is it easier to, I mean, do you, what house life on the road as opposed to life at home? <laughs> different. Yeah. <laughs> different. Way different. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's fun though. You know, I, I I've always enjoyed kind of the, you know, being able to have a foot in both worlds there. Like it's, 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 it's interesting to me to be able to kind of go out and do something different, see the world and then come home to, to a normal life. It's, uh, it's a good, good place to hide. Nice. Maybe, but tours like, almost- like plane rides or, or somewhere that you can get to in a van or, or I mean, how far both, are the tours? Both either. I, I do, I, I get hired out doing a, a bit of uh, kind of sideman work, kind of filling stuff for flight aids for different artists too. So I, I, I get to travel a bit here and there, but uh, yeah, both. <laughs> yeah. There's both something nice. to that. All right. I mean, uh, the other two, come on. Uh, I, you know, I, it's kind of fun. You get to go play rock star when you're on the road and like live a whole nother life. And then you get to step away from it and kind of hide exactly. when you're, you know, you know, and, uh, you know, I've toured a bit in my days, played with some, a lot of different bands kind of all around and, you know, it's, it's always fun. It's always an adventure and it's always different. Every gig is different. Every experience you just kind of, and the funny thing is people don't really realize they think being on tour is just partying and, you know, doing all this stuff all the time. But most of the time you're just staring at the lines passing on the road. You're looking at truck shop <laughs> bathrooms, you know, you're, that's, that's the majority of it. But if, when you get to the gigs, it's, that's when the fun happens. So. And that's how you're going to stay safe from the coronavirus. You use truck, truck stop bathrooms. <laughs> that, that'll <laughs> keep you immunized from everything. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Truck stops and airports. You better believe it. All right. So, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, as a kid, when you're in your 20s, yeah, if you're touring, a touring musician, I could see that. Party all the time. Okay. Yes. You do the show and then you go off and you spend the whole night doing whatever, you know, debauchery. That and that is something in your twenties. But once you become a married man who's who's a musician, I, I suspect that you're going to settle down a little bit. I mean, you know, uh, uh, other bands that you see, you know, the, the some of the bigger uh, bands. You, you know, are, there's only are, one thing that we can say to this right now. Please. Oh yes, yes. Nobody else is listening. All, Don't worry. Yeah, everybody's listening. <laughs> it's just you and me, fellas. Come on. <laughs> no, no, we, we we're pretty calm. Where you know we we uh we might take in a nice game of croquet and some <laughs> yes know, yes look for the the, the, the bingo hall and the church parlor you know make sure the doku this isn't the, the library <laughs> yeah. yeah we go to the library check check out books I said we're feeling really wild oh uh, you guys we've been great. working on our hot cocoa recipes oh <laughs> <laughs> wait there there was a comedian that had a uh, had a, a kind of a bit of that. He said, he said something about, uh, Hey, that girl, she, she invited me up for some cocoa. And the way she said cocoa, I knew exactly what she meant. Hot chocolate, hot chocolate, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> if I can remember who that was, I, I, I'd give him credit for sure, man. But I, I thought that was, it was redirection. I love her. All right. All right. So I, I know that, that Jared has at least a, a, a kind of a side gig with his, production company anybody else have joe jobs you, you don't have to disclose them if you don't want to but uh, you know if you have other interests besides music right, go ahead nick <laughs> well, i mean i always try to dabble in a little bit um <laughs> so yeah i got i got little things and stuff you know i'm primarily i, I try to focus on music and, and whatnot but i have you know um, me and my wife uh, i help her run she she primarily trains and does everything but she uh does a dog training business I help her with that as well. Cool. And, Today uh, is also like uh, International Rescue Dog Day as well. I just I read oh, that. Cool. So yeah, you you're, 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 you're touching on on uh, many different things that are happening today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the dog business. Tell, tell me about the dog business, man. So they you guys uh, train dogs. Yeah, it's called Roadkill Canine. Uh, you can find her on Instagram and uh, a little plug. And then. Um, we uh, she takes on dogs, uh, you know, one dog at a time. She really focuses on basically training, you know, basic stuff to advanced stuff. She, my uh, my wife actually uh, was in the Marine Corps and trained dogs in the Marine Corps and uh, was a canine handler in the Marine Corps. That is cool, so she has, man. She has quite a big background with it. See, that's that, that's good. And 
Man, you know what I find as I'm going around, uh, you know, taking my, my daily walks? It's the small dogs that need to be trained more than the big dogs. It seems like people leave the, the well, or maybe they train the big dogs because they figure they're so big, but the little dogs are just, they leave them to go wild because they figure they're too small to, to hurt anybody. But I mean, uh, there wasn't anything meaner than when I was walking around and there was a, a little a little chihuahua with a pink tutu on. I can remember him viv- vividly. <laughs> and, you know, I'm walking around and he came from around the back of the house. I thought he was, yeah, I mean, chewing on my shoes. Uh, yes, he wasn't hurting me. But do, does, does the wife train little dogs too? She, uh, she does. She trains the little dogs as well. <laughs> little dogs, medium sized ones, and <laughs> large ones. <laughs> All right. So keep your Marmaduke at home. No giant, uh, no Clifford, the big red dogs. Sorry. Yeah. We, we, we can almost take care. Not quite yet. <laughs> All right, man. So I, I you know, I, I like finding out different interests of different people, you know, and finding out, you know, draining the knowledge from folks. That's mostly why I did started this podcast is to, to learn from folks. So it's, it's purely selfishness. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Tyson Classen, what are you into? Well, I, uh, I mean, besides music, I've been playing music for 20 years, you know, doing gigs all around, recording sessions and stuff. But uh, a lot of times, you know, I've been, also been a bartender for a long time. Um, but I'm currently training to be a uh, real estate home inspector to have my own business doing that, like kind of a side gig thing for a little extra income. You can make some bucks on that, man. I know that uh, I, I was. I'm in the market for to buy a house, and and uh, we almost got one house. And I know we had to pay about you know three bills for a guy to crawl around and, and uh, inspect yeah. the place. And fortunately, he found the, the the mold and and some problems with the house. So uh, so uh, good on you, man. That's a that's definitely a good job to have or uh, a good skill to have. I don't think you're going to be yeah yeah the, the only person. Is guaranteed to make money in any real estate transaction is the uh, inspector. You, know? you, so, you better believe it because we didn't even buy that house, and he still uh, yep. he still got the cash in his pocket. Yep. So it's kind of a nice little side personal business I could have. My my uh, my wife and I will probably uh, tag team that one together too, just to help her go by. She could help with the uh, the books and all that because I'm not too great with that stuff. <laughs> and what was the other thing that you were into? I was a bartender for bartender. a long time. I still bartender. Yeah. Ah, getting some drinky drinks for the drunky drunks, man. Are you, are you a big drinker? Yeah. What's your drink of choice? I'm not a huge drinker. Um, you know, I like whiskey. I like cocktails, but, you know, I'm mainly a beer guy. Well, I get to work at a lot of bars just like you guys do. And, and, and you know, I guess being a bartender, it, it you know, being the, the sociologist that I am, the amateur sociologist that I am and kind of people watching, I, you know, I, I had a half a beer when I was uh, 21. And I passed out, so I'm just not good at it. I haven't had, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I haven't had a, a, a anything since. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's it's nice to watch people. Sometimes I'll, I'll see them when I'm setting up at the club at seven o'clock. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're here to party, yeah." And then at two o'clock in the morning, yeah, yeah, we're here to party. <laughs> yeah. And then in the in the meantime, uh, some of the big conversation was with the bartender. What kind of uh, conversations did you have? Uh, as a bartender with the folks, what was what well, were some of the stories that they would unfold on or unload on you? I mean, they say when you're a bartender, you know, it's 10% pouring liquid into glasses and 90% therapy. Like you're, you're everybody's therapist. So yeah, they're spilling all their beans to you, telling you their life story and you just got to listen. And so I've heard, you know, I've heard tons of stories over the days, you know, I can't even think of one right now. It's been so long, but <laughs> yeah, like every people dog dying you know like losing their house or people getting married everything <laughs> yeah you don't have a, any uh client privilege here uh you could spill everything and i want names no, I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the people in Oregon, you're gonna have to move honey <laughs> all the people in oregon yeah everybody's listening to this <laughs> All right, man. So, I mean, you, you've got a you've got a good thing started. You got a good thing going on. You got a good look. I mean, I I, I like the the way you guys uh, sound and and the videos definitely. Who was the one produced of the videos again? His name's Isaac Turner. And he you said he had different. Media. You can find him at at Isaac Turner Media. And you said he yeah. had different kinds of equipment from uh, the between the 
the the whiskey video and then the awake video, which just just came oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. He upgraded some stuff. We upgraded kind of our uh, our approach to it, and uh, yeah, I mean, it just it kind of came together pretty well. Now who? Now all right, let's go over that that awake video because it's very impressive, and the song is great too. I mean, I I want to ask uh, who who wrote that and who put put that together. Uh, you know, uh, how did the that? The song was actually written by uh, um, two guys named uh, one. Corey Barker and Justin Love was the other guy. So um, they both are in Nashville, and uh, yeah, we uh, came across that song, and um, you know, and they had uh, it had been pitched and stuff, and um, it was a great song. And so that's what we decided to kind of go with as our first single. Um, and it's just a really kind of you know well put together song, and you know, it's it's uh, we we were able to bring some other people into the production of it as well when we were in Nashville. Uh, a guy named um, Oneno. Um, did I say that right, Jared? Oneno, yes. Okay, perfect. Um, and <laughs> yeah, he, he, he came in and did a lot of the programming mm-hmm. on it, and uh, it was produced mm-hmm. at uh, 12 Street mm-hmm. South Studios in Nashville by Donnie Reese. And um, yeah, he, he did a great job producing that. And he was, you know, I felt like he, you know, the whole track, the way it came together and stuff, you know, there was a lot of um, great things that went into it. And I think. Just the whole huge team, and also it was mixed by Greg Archula, who's a, a Grammy nominator, has Grammys for he's worked with. Uh, help, help me, Jared. Uh, oh, Matchbox Twenty, probably Matchbox the- Twenty. Yeah, he did their record. Um, you're still, you're still for yeah. someone like you. I think it was. Yeah, and, he's, uh, a bunch yeah, of people. He's kind of an A-lister. Yeah, big time. Yeah, he's 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 big name, big time. Uh, worked some big, big, big records and stuff. So we were, you know, grateful and blessed to get him to come in and. Uh, and do the mixing on it. And, and so I think, you know, the end product speaks for itself and, you know, um, it, a great team of people came together to make that. No, nah, it seems like such a through line. Whenever you want to make country music, where do they tell you to go? Oh, you head for Nashville. And, and that's yeah. just exactly what you guys did. You, did you load up the van or, or take a flight to Nashville? And, and how long did it take to record the song at the studios there? Well, it, uh, we took, uh, we went over there and did the drums is how we got it started. And um, actually, this is actually a better question for Jarrett. <laughs> That's Jarrett. Waiting for the handoff. There. <laughs> yeah, it's Jarrett. So we, uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we flew out there, and um, you know, we really did most of it in uh, in two days out there, and then uh, came back to my place and did some did some extra work to it, and then sent it back out there for the mix master, and. Um, yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a. It, it, once it got here, it was kind of something we chipped away at um, for. So it probably took us a few weeks or whatever to get it done. But um, yeah, all in all, it was a pretty, pretty fast, pretty smooth process. Now, Jerry, you know, I'm guessing you could have produced this whole thing at, at Burley Studios, but what was the advantage of, of having an outside producer? Well, so you know, my I, I kind of have a philosophy about uh, about producing, and that's it. Kind of comes down to if if Sting and Paul McCartney still need a producer, everybody does. And, you know, the idea there is just that having, having a, a, you know, a different perspective an outside lens on what you're doing can just be incredibly beneficial and, and helpful. Cause you know, you, as a, as a creative, you know, type as an artist, you, you can kind of tend to get the tunnel vision on what you're working on. And so nice to have that, uh, the outside perspective that, uh, that, you know, you can trust. And so we, uh, we, kind of struck up a good uh, relationship with Donnie and he just, he felt like he was going to be the right fit for that track. So we went for it and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was an absolute blast. That cinches it. It's definitely good to have somebody outside, uh, to, an impartial person to come in and help yeah. you out. That's, that's so smart. You're giving the, you're giving the people gems, you know, cause uh, uh, as somebody who wrote the music, that, that's your baby. And, and you're going to be, you're going to be a little more, it's it's hard to kill your kids you know and i think they do that in the movies where you know the director will will direct a bunch of scenes and the one you like the most is the one you're supposed to leave on the cutting room floor i think that's a thing yep you know and it's hard (laughs) to do that when you're the creator it is and i'm i'm I'm, i could see that having an impartial person somebody on the outside in nashville of all places the the home of country music or the heart of country music I know you can do it anywhere. Have you ever been approached by, by, has anybody ever been approached by some of these big record companies and gotten one of these, you know, $5,000 checks or, 
or you know, ungodly money or anybody had a big record deal in your day? <laughs> turned down a couple, but <laughs> never signed one. Okay, let's get in on that. Oh, why did you turn it down? Because it's hard, uh, you know, for a twenty-something. You know, they throw a, a bunch of ducats in your in your face and and say, "Hey, sign here. I'll give you this big check." Uh, what made you say no? Yeah, well, it's because it, there, there's always a uh, there's always a, a, a caveat, you know, and, and that's that's the key with any with any record deal. Like, I've I've never been one that's been like overly opposed to, to signing a deal, but the deal has to be right. You know, you're entering into a business contract with it with somebody who's going to have a lot of influence and say over what you're doing um, creatively. And, and that needs to be a mutual and beneficial relationship. And if it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. The age old story, they're going to make all the money and, and give you a little, you know, yeah. uh, they make a million, you make a hundred thousand. Hmm. And <laughs> yeah. I, I think now, you know, you have a recording studio in your own house or pretty much for anybody you know, with under a thousand bucks, they got their own recording studio. You know, you can get get a pretty good mic, a pretty good mixer. As long as you have a, a discerning ear, you can at least record a demo, something that you could take to Nashville, something that you could take to Burley Studios and get it uh, mm-hmm. polished up. Uh, you know, that's something that Absolutely. you could do. Does every everybody have their own little recording equipment at their house? <laughs> yeah. I mean, besides your cell phone. Yeah. And back in the seventies, <laughs> if somebody, if I could take one of these phones back to the seventies and, and, and yeah, they would be flabbergasted, freaked out. Oh my goodness. Really? You could do all that with that little thing in your pocket. No way. Really? Yeah. I mean, yep. these kids yeah, today, they don't know how good they have it made there. I just got older. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. No, the, uh, the, the technology is, uh, is pretty astounding at this point. In fact, the, uh, the single that, uh, that we have coming out here, uh, um, on the 29th, uh, we actually, most of it was recorded at our respective home studios. And then, uh, they, everybody sent me their tracks over to the big studio and I put it all together and mixed it. So we, we fully, uh, homebrewed this one and, uh, yeah, we're kind of excited to, uh, unleash it on the, uh, unwitting public. Yeah. You know, I knew that the internet has been used for good as well as evil. I talked to the first time I, I caught that, I talked to a, a guitarist in Australia and he said, oh, my bass assistant is in the Middle East. My drummer is in Germany. And they send me their tracks and I put them all together here, you know, I guess exactly. in Perth, Australia, where he he was at. And I said, what? No, yeah. really? They, and they'd never met, the they never met they never face to face ever. <laughs> amazing. Yep. Amazing what That's you can do. That's the world we live in. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, but okay. All right. Well, I mean, we've learned a little bit about you. Uh, you know, how's the. How's the creative juices flowing as we're on lockdown? We're all at our respective places on this new technology, uh, this newfangled phone system thing that we're doing, where you're all merging calls. Everybody's at their at their own house. Uh, how are you? How are your creative juices flowing uh, these days as we're locked down with coronavirus? Let's start with Tyson on that one. Uh, well, Tyson, what are you doing these days? I mean, to keep yourself busy. Um, well, I live in Hood River, which is uh, kind of windsurfing, kite surfing country. So I just kind of been trying to get into that sort of thing. I uh, just, yeah. So it's a long learning process, but uh, it's a lot of fun. And I also started a garden, and you now we got some ducks and chickens, and so we have a little little farm kind of going on. So I've been doing a lot of that stuff, writing music. All right, so Tyson's the jock. Uh, all right, he's he, he, he's the outdoors boy. Uh, you know what? What else? <laughs> what are the other the other two been doing? What's Jared Nolan been doing now that he's on lockdown? Oh man, you know what? I took the first like two weeks and did nothing, and it was glorious. <laughs> uh, oh man, it was it was a much needed vacation. It I mean, feels good kids, to be a gangster. Bonfire back here. Oh man, yeah, it was it was amazing, but. Uh, yeah, things are starting to open back up. So I'm getting a lot of clients calling and, and now everybody's trying to prep for whatever this next phase is. So things are things are getting busy again. So that's pretty cool. So people can Dropbox their stuff over to you and Burley Studios can take care of mix mastering stuff. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Nick Rhodes, what are you up to these days? No, it's still kind of the same thing, just minus live shows. You know, we're still mar- trying to market our stuff and do and run our products and, you know, still training dogs. So. Other than the live shows kind of being canceled, not a lot of change for me. Well, I know a lot of these kids have been out there doing these uh, Facebook lives and Instagram lives and TikToking and the like. Are you, are you up into that or, or, or not for you? I'm trying. 
<laughs> All right. I mean, I'm, I I just figured out Facebook Live four weeks ago, so I, I've been doing that once a week and and making a little Keys Dan Show podcast, just just checking in with the folks that now that they can't do the video dance parties and the karaoke shows that I've been so used to doing every week. So, but yeah, I mean, okay. So once we bust out of lockdown, you got this brand new song that's about to come out. Uh, you know, what what are you gonna do with it? Are you you know once we break out of lockdown is there is, are there any clubs that are opening back up that that you can play at in your area uh not yet here um we're uh west coast is, is probably a little bit behind the rest of the country in some of those ways um so yeah we're uh we're kind of just trying to get as much uh as much material out and yeah. put together as we can and finish up a bunch of these uh songs we've been sitting on and just uh get ready for the green light excellent man excellent well, I mean, I, I've learned a little bit about you guys, the Union Road Music. I, I think this is a good, a good podcast number one for you guys. I do want to uh, to uh, have each one of you individually. I'm going to invite each one of you individually, including Caleb Riley and Derek Williams, who could not make it today uh, because they were what uh, off in the dark continent. They're being cor- extra secret quarantined. I'm guessing. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're on assignment right now, uh, trying to gather more <laughs> intel on this uh, coronavirus. I'm going to put it that way. I, this is all me. This is all me making stuff up. All right. We'll take it. Yeah. We'll take well, it. Usually I finish these things off with last words for the people. And since there's three of you, uh, I'll go in uh, reverse alphabetical order in the order that they were received. And I don't even know what that is because I, I never learned how to read. So uh, let's go with the Tyson Klassen last words for the people. It could be some words that you live by or, or just something that pops into your head. Right now, at this moment in time, Tyson Klassen, last words of the people, and then I will uh, I will let everybody else do them. So, Tyson Klassen, last words for the people. Uh, check out our new single on May 29th called Wasting Time. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Jared Nolan, same thing. Last words for the people. Well, I mean, you know, obviously we have to push the stuff. But no, you know, hey, we're, we're living in a weird time. And uh, I just I, I just hope everybody is... Uh, keeping their head on straight and taking care of their uh, fellow man. And, uh, you know, we're all going to get through, through this together, whatever that looks like. And uh, we can't wait to get back to being social again with everybody. Life as usual. Nick Rhodes, last words for the people. I guess I would just say, uh, you know, echo what Jared said. And again, yeah, hopefully uh, everyone can find some joy in our song we're about to put out and on the 29th and it'll be released then and you know, hopefully it brings some joy to people in this time and everyone starts feeling better and everything can start getting back to normal. And, uh, well, everybody be excellent to one another. Be <laughs> excellent. <laughs> party on Wayne and party on Joe. Well, there you have it, party people. Union Road Music. Well, at least three out of five of the band members. I was talking to Nick Rhodes, the vocals and guitar, and Jared Nolan, the drums and the producer over at uh, Burley Studios. Yeah, so look him up on Facebook Burley Studios. I was talking to Tyson Klassen, bass guitar and vocals. So yeah, that's three out of five. Hopefully in the near future, I get to talk to Caleb Riley, guitar vocals and Derek Williams, guitar. And that rounds out the band. They got a good flavor. They got a good sound and they're, they got a lot of backgrounds and, and a lot of these people have been traveling all around this fine country of ours and finding different pieces of musical information to inspire them. That's what you do, man. And you don't limit yourself musically. Yes, they're primarily in the country genre, uh, you know, but uh, you can tell, you can tell there's some, there's something else going on in that music. Uh, that check out that new song. Uh, the, well, at least the song that's out there already, uh, Union Road Awake, that's available out there on their YouTube. And you can find that. Uh, well, I mean, I checked out some of the, the Dusty Roads band stuff is still out there. Um, it's uh, it's on uh, Apple Music, uh, music.apple.com, and they have the Dusty Roads Band is out there. So you could listen to the 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 seedlings, you know, what what began as the Dusty Roads Band that has now blossomed and become the Union Roads Music. And you could find them at Union Roads Music, unionroadmusic.com, unionroadmusic.com. All right, that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If you'd like to tell your story, yes, you, you, I'm talking to you. 
my loyal listener. If you'd like to tell your story, give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcasts on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys dan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some great, great quotes technology is a way of organizing the universe so that man doesn't have to experience it max free the music you want radio what's Hey, Keys Dan. What you doing? My line. I'm playing the best music by request. 24 hours a day. Click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com.